We are live. We're live. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> alive. We'll do it alive. <laughs> We're also all alive, yeah. That's right. We're yeah. alive. All right. So, welcome to a brand new episode of Tile Light Talk. This is Casey. This is Chris. And it's been a little while, but uh, to be quite honest with you, you know, we got a pandemic going on, it's still going on, and we've got a lot of political unrest. And I know just from a personal, you know, thing, it, the last couple of weeks have been rough. Um, so there hasn't really been any news, um, really. And just in the headspace, just not really feeling it. So I'm glad to be back. Um, I think we need this. I think everyone kind of needs a, a little kick in the, in the geeky butt to say, Hey, we're going to be okay. We're going to move on from this. So I'm, I'm glad to be back. How are you doing, Chris? Yeah, I'm all right, man. <laughs> Good. To- I'm alive. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? First question of the day. <laughs> What are you geeking out on right now? What are you What are you into? What's going on? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh come on! I'm I know you're it. into something. Don't even tell me that. I'm do- I'm doing the same thing I was doing last time. Um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. I've been exactly. I've put in about you know a good forty hours to that already, and <laughs> that's slaying. That's slaying like, those Greeks. That's right. <laughs> Kill all those Greek people. And then buying turnips in Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome for that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, just maybe not have to think about it later in the week. That's it. And not to give up anything for them. So, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Not much. Not much. Like you said, not a lot of news out there. Um, Well, we got a whole episode. I mean, it's, it's, it's not as, it's not as jam packed. Um, as what it might usually be. But the good thing about that is that we get a little bit more time to kind of dive into some of these topics. Um, so that's the, that's the benefit of it. Um, so I'm just putting a little thing here on, on the Facebook. Uh, if you guys are watching, um, you know, to check it out. The, uh, books. Check them out. Check them out. You're like the only person other than me who's ever made that reference before. Really? I mean, yeah, I do it all the time. Maybe, maybe the Seavage, uh, you know, from it crap from the eighties YouTube channel, my cousin, I think he might get that reference, but I remember that all the time when we were in kid, we were in school and doing the, um, scholastic, like book it's a hut. And yeah, <laughs> that was a regular Cal- California raisins. That's when I could actually read. Yeah. Well, so you're playing Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I'm um, writing a lot. That's pretty much, I mean, that's it. Like, it's crazy because I haven't watched, like, those Mandalorian episodes, like, The Making of, which I love. I've watched, I've, I've watched four. I haven't watched the last two. Um, and... Haven't watched much TV, haven't really read. Um, actually, I will say this. The other thing I'm geeking out about, other than writing, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. Um, I've been listening I've been listening to this audio book. 
Uh, I think I told you about it. Lit RPG. If our buddy Javin uh, is listening, I'm listening to Dungeonborn uh, from Dakota Kraut. So Lit RPG is a whole. It's, it's new. It's like 2013 or 2015. I mean, it's not even an old genre. And basically, what different differentiates these books from like a classical fantasy books is that they tell you about things like hit points and mana and like your armor class and like your ranking and all this stuff. So what's really cool is like um, as somebody who's writing a role-playing game right now, um, we'll talk about it a bit, like hearing this uh, story, which is fiction, but it's just kind of neat. Like, how they incorporate those those classic Dungeons and Dragons and role playing game, even video game elements into this book. So I'm kind of like more engaged even because I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Like if you get killed by this thing, then your hit points go down and your party has to save you and all this stuff. So it's very interesting. Uh, I'm only on this this first book. It's in a series of books, and I know there's a whole bunch of other ones, but I'm almost like I wonder if I could write one of these. This is really cool. <laughs> so that's what I'm geeking out on. <laughs> awesome. Sounds like yeah. fun. Yeah, it's been it's been different. Um so right now, uh the other thing is is I'm talking about writing. Hollowed issues one and two. The Kickstarter is going on right now. Um we're recording this on June the tenth. As of tomorrow, it will be two weeks in. It's been funded. I mean, it's literally 300% funded, uh, which is astounding. Um, very happy for any of you listeners or readers of the website, or because um, I see that the majority of people have come to Facebook, so or, or come through Facebook. So, thank you, everybody who participates with Defat Comics or who, however you got to us. Um, we're doing good. Let's keep going. Like I've got more stretch goals. Uh, we just did an art book. Um, the next stretch goal for fifteen hundred bucks is uh, you actually get the scripts that I wrote. So if you ever been interested in in writing comics, um, you can read those. And uh, I'm giving that up as a as a stretch goal. So even if you can't uh, monetarily donate or pledge or whatever to um, to the Kickstarter, sharing is just as important because who knows? I don't know whoever is gonna read your post and and be like you know what that sounds pretty rad i i want to know about a a couple detectives who hunt down a brutal serial killer that howls at its victims <laughs> yeah and sharing is caring i have also read that on a bumper sticker chris so yeah <laughs> that's true that's true um the other thing we've been working on here at dfat is we open up an etsy store um is it on the front page yet? I haven't checked. I don't know if it's No, is. no. My okay. my my adventure ended today, so I can get back to normal defatting again. So I uh, if you look though for it's so weird. Don't forget a towel light. Uh because somebody apparently has don't forget a towel, but that is our Etsy store. Um you can get things like this, uh this in fairy t shirt. Um you can get hollow t shirts, you can get and fairy and hall of comics you can get stickers um what else did i put in there i don't even remember so 
all sorts of defect comics swag um, that, you know, if you guys are interested and you're looking for physical copies of the comics, um, because they are out there digitally uh, through Comixology. And I also did put them on the, on the Etsy site, but if you want physical comics, um, you can order directly from us. We'll ship it to you and you'll love it and it'll be great. And um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the Etsy store. That was something, uh, you know, one of our friends, um, Catherine Kalamia, who's she's got her own Kickstarter going on right now, uh, like father, like daughter, uh, which I think is almost funded on Kickstarter. But she had that idea and I, I thought it was genius. Um, never really paid attention to indie comics and at etsy but my as my wife said she's like oh, that just makes sense sure <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um we do have our first comment of the night oh we do my yeah. friend my friend my good friend chuck says beautiful beard and i, I thank <laughs> you i thank you my friend i hope you're doing very well thank you chuck um yeah man <laughs> I hope you have your own uh, Corona beard going in in this day and age. Everybody should have a Corona beard. Everyone point. should. I can't do it, but I, yeah, you could. Uh, yeah, I could. So uh, one other <laughs> one other Kickstarter that I did want to promote too as well is uh, the co uh, writer on Inferi, um, Ruben Romero. He's got a Kickstarter right now for his comic, The Agency, issue number six. Uh, which is pretty cool because you can get all the other issues of the agency, including this newest one. And he's got some sweet variant covers, um, T-shirts, stickers. He's got a bunch of stuff in there, um, which is pretty cool. So agency is about magic and, and mystery and, um, you know, a bunch of different like fighting. And it's just, it's a fun adventure, magical adventure ride. So uh, like I said, that's, one of the co co-writers of defat comics, um, very own, uh, in fairy. So you can check that out. You can check out in fairy on our Etsy page, go to the Kickstarter to check out hollow issues one and two. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> uh, excellent. Best of luck, Ruben. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course you are, you're already there, but you can get, Farther, my friend. Farther. We can go. Uh, again, again. A couple more comments. I'll just follow up. Uh, Chuck says, "Ha, the only Greek who can't grow a beard." <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Chuck. I'm sorry, um, Chuck. <laughs> sounds like Chris needs to kill you in his video game for not growing a beard. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed it, Chuck, we were talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and the. You should probably check that out, Greek man. Um, and then um, Robert Hoffman says, hey, fellas, I'm good. Robert, I love you forever, bro. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> All the days. I agree with that statement, though. <laughs> All right. So, real hard. That's it. Let's get into some Marvel TV and movie news. Um First things first, uh, and, and dedicated to this episode, if you're listening on the podcast, the Towel Light Talk, is J.K. Simmons is coming back under contract for multiple Spidey films. Um, he was teased at the end of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, what does that mean? Is it a multiverse situation? I don't know. What, is, what does it mean to you? It means 
that the right person's playing J.J. Jameson. <laughs> That's all we need. It was the best surprise twist in a long time to bring him back into that role. Um, but, you know, as we move farther into these Marvel movies, uh, we, we are we're going to see more multiverse stuff, especially with Doctor Strange. Uh, and who knows what Sam Raimi's going to do. Uh, so that's, that's, that's something I'm really anticipating and, and hoping that um, they could just go balls to the wall with it, man. Absolutely. And I didn't think about it now that you, you say that with Sam Raimi and directing the multiverse movie, what can they do? You know, is Toby showing up? Is Garfield showing up? Like I was um, listening to Danny Elfman on uh, Spotify today. And then the theme to Spider-Man two came on and I was like, God damn, that music is so good. I forgot how crazy good that theme song is. And then it, it brought me back to, I remember it was May the 4th, I don't know, 2000, 2001 or something, 2002 and how Spider-Man two is just, I mean, it's still one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. So good Truly. stuff. Good stuff. Jay John Jameson. That's it. Uh, we have one more comment. <laughs> Chuck says he needs a DFAT shirt. I need a DFAT shirt too, but you can get DFAT comic shirts in the Etsy shop. But we do. Yes, you can. We should consider perhaps making DFAT shirts. We might need, if if you are a graphic designer or an artist, comic artist or whatever, and you have an idea for a DFAT shirt, leave a comment, email us, don't get a towel one at gmail.com. We'll take it. We have a great logo. I know, but the logo, I, I want something like sweet. I want something like a, a bunch of explorers looking into a galaxy. It's all fucking weird. And like, you mean like the something. pursuit of plastic? No, I want, we're not on it. It's just like, it's just like these explorers like find like a stack of towels and they're like, what is this? And when you open up the, you unravel the towels and then it like brings you to the website. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> I want some weird stuff. Phase 10, buddy. Phase 10. Phase 10. Um, all right. So next up, Evan Peters. Speaking of old people coming to the franchises again, Evan Peters, a.k.a. Quicksilver from the X-Men movies, um, is going to appear in WandaVision. We don't know his role. We don't know if, again, this is a multiverse situation, given that he's probably at least one of the best parts of those uh, movies with the exception of James McAvoy as professor X and Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Those are the, the best three. Um, what is it? What do you think? Is he, is he Quicksilver again or what? It's going to be something weird. So yeah, I imagine that they'll do it's like, why else have why him else? specifically? Exactly. Like you can cast a million other people, right? Exactly. And since WandaVision ties into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, there's a lot of chances that we're going to see this 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 kind of craziness happen. So it's pretty it's pretty pretty exciting. Um, and now that the Fox universe has been dissolved for the most part until you know the end with new new mutants, whatever <laughs> if that ever happens, but whatever yeah. whatever you want to call it, new mutants, a TV show like made for TV movie. Um, yeah, I would, I would love that. I would love to see Evan Peters show up and they just they go wild with it because it just that show is intriguing to me. I think it's going to be a really um, 
I think all that's going to just get really wacky. Uh, we do have a comment on this subject from our good friend Ruben Romero, who we just, oh, we just talked about. about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, writer of the agency and in Ferry, and uh, he says it, it would be cool to have him jump over into the MCU. Yes, yes, Ruben, most definitely. Yeah, and we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, okay, Hawkeye um, is the wor- the working title for his anchor point. So that's just like when they did The Last Jedi and the working title was Space Bears, right? It's just like that's what they call it. They're calling it as they're shooting. Um, I thought that I thought that it pays homage to Kate Bishop comics. That's okay. usually I don't put this stuff in here because it is kind of like that where it's Space Bears and stuff. But um, the working title is paying homage to the first Kate Bishop comic. So okay, we know she's coming. Um, and it's the first volume of Kelly Thompson's fan favorite comic book series. Okay, two thousand seventeen. So, okay, yep. yeah. Hey, like you said, you know, we know that she's coming. Um, I I love the Fraction Run. I love that character in general. Um, I I'm excited for Kate Bishop to show up. However, you know, we don't even know. That's one thing give us a casting announcement. You know what I mean? Like who's going to play this girl? How old is she going to be? I'm really interested to see what that's going to be like and what that relationship's going to be like. So we'll see what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't have to deal with Avengers. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, he doesn't have to deal with a family because they're, they're gone. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so the other thing is like, here we have an open, another, like probably the, first opening for like um new avengers or young avengers yeah and then if we got wandavision if they ever have kids you know that's probably inevitable um where that's right. gonna happen so yep. and then you know kind of mix that up with some of the younger heroes like um uh marvel girl who i'm sure will make her way into the mcu eventually here you know isn't she gonna she have a tv show lined up come really on, come on. i don't remember oh miss marvel miss marvel yeah what did I say? Marvel Girl? Sorry. Ms. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, Jean Grey? No. <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, Miss Marvel. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's too many Marvel titles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I would love to see new new Avengers uh, or Young Avengers, whatever they decide to call it, show up on screen. So uh, anyway, finally, Marvel TV news. TV movie news. We've got Into the Spider-Verse 2 starts production. Um, actually starting production faster than they thought they were going to. Um, I think that's because they can actually uh, bring about some of this stuff, at least animation-wise, um, you know, while people are are separated. You know, they don't have to worry about any actors necessarily until they start getting the voice actors. So um, that's that's really interesting and it's, you know, I'm excited to see that movie. You know, it's supposed to be at the end of 2022. And um, maybe if they're starting like literally now, maybe we'll see it in next year. Who knows? Maybe they'll push it up a year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, real quick, couple comments here. Ruben really likes that Inferi shirt. You know what, bro? I don't blame you for liking this Inferi shirt. <laughs> He also says in Check regard it out on the Etsy page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pick up your own. That's right. 
Um, he also says Ironheart uh, in, in regards to yeah. Young Avengers. So. Riri really, Williams, Riri, right? I can't remember. How, I, I can't say it five times fast. Riri Williams. Yeah, so. don't try. It's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really, really excited for Into the Spider-Verse 2. Uh, so that's the best that Sony's put out. And... <laughs> can't wait <laughs> alright let's go over you want to take over DC I mean you're you're right that's absolutely right actually I'll take DC you take the other two after that how about that sure okay uh, so first things first um, we talked about it on last episode uh, where uh, Ruby Rose has left Batwoman Kate Kane is getting completely replaced um I can't remember. They gave you a little bit of a synopsis uh, of who the new character is. Um, you know, someone again, who doesn't take shit from anybody and uh, is a cool girl. Definitely again, making sure the representations there uh, for the LBG two community. Um, so we don't have anything past that. We don't have any casting. Um, you know, we had gotten the suggestion on the DFAT site about somebody, you know, as Alex from Supergirl taking over, which I thought was would have been a cool take on the character. This is just going to be someone apparently just made up from scratch, right? It, it sounds like it. Yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> just it's so uh, it. I have a, such a hard time with it where I feel like if they didn't already announce the season two, they shouldn't even do the show again. You know, just put the money elsewhere into another season character. two got greenlit right before even season one aired though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was whatever, but yeah, I, I the whole situation is kind of dumb to me. Um, like you, you give up this role. You've, you've basically like shatter pointed, the CWDC verse at this point with like their plans even for like next year's crossover was supposed to be smaller scale with like Superman Lois and like Batwoman you know very small but now it's like we got they probably got to do something they're going to do something different or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah I was always more about that that bringing Alex over I thought that was a really smart idea yeah I would honestly, I didn't watch the show with Ruby Rose. I'm probably not going to watch the show with new person, whoever that person is. Um, So it does, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, You're right. But I, I agree with Ruben. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, at this point, sure. Or, or do what arrow was supposed to do. And, just do a Batman show and put it on HBO or Netflix or, you know what I mean? Or, or DC universe because they have a budget now, you know what I mean? Something like that. That would be my rather. Um, HBO max Batman TV show, please. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. HBO max. That's That's stupid. DC universe. That's going to be going way in about 12 (laughs) seconds. Um, I don't even know if we put that on there. Did we? Put oh, that we on didn't. There? No, we didn't. Let's mention it right now. As long as yeah, we're I guess about it. yeah. So DC Universe cut its um daily show, DC Daily. You know, they said it was spearheaded by Tiffany S- Smith, and I haven't watched it in forever. Is she still on the show? No, I. Like, she watching. isn't even on it, right? Not very often. If she is, it's very like <laughs> like an interview or something yeah. like that. And I'm just like, I stopped watching. I watched it a little bit after she left, but I yeah, lost. Yeah, so I thought she never really. She hasn't been yeah. forever. Complete interest in it. I just it, 
she was she made she made the show for me and then I liked the people on there but it was just the content was lackluster sometimes they had a really good show and I would watch it but if they like Paul Dini on for the 80th time or something like right. that you know but um yeah I just I don't know it's just it's it's it the way I look at it it's the way of the times for DC universe it's there's an announcement within I mean it's not getting renewed for me. I bet you. I bet you when it rolls around. No, that time. no. They need to roll it in. It's just at this point, it's so weird. And then I should mention this. You see that today where it was like DC movie, like DC movies are leaving HBO Max already. Like it's on that rotation, on that rotating, rotating that rotation schedule. No. Yeah, it's losing like a handful of live action DC movies already. After like month. they're leaving. Yeah. The the service they're, has been around. Three weeks, yeah, if that—that's that. what people are saying. Yeah, not kind of dumb. So I don't—I don't understand how. Whatever, I could go on and on about HBO Max, but we're not going to. Let's just keep it here. In <laughs> other, in other bad news, um, Harley Sawyer or Hartley Sawyer, uh, aka Ralph Dibney, was fired from The Flash. This is over some um, social media postings that he he did years ago. That got brought up. Um, I I didn't read them, and to be honest with you, I didn't read them because I was kind of like, you read them one, you read them all, you know. Like I've at this point, I get it. So whatever he said, that's it's bad, you know. Whatever he did, and like here's the thing that really sucks about it is that a he did it. That's a number one. B he was in the Berlanti verse. Like that's another situation like Disney or, or Star Wars or whatever, like you can bounce around all that. Now he now he can't do anything. <laughs> and he's probably not gonna get hired again. He was only on like some shitty CW seed zombie show before this, which is probably how he even got the flash gig, because yeah. it was on CW. And um now he's probably not gonna work again. <laughs> yep. It's all unfortunate and it's like well, hopefully people are smarter moving forward. And but it's too bad. I, I like that character. Um, and I did. Oh, I did. and the whole season they were moving towards the him and Sue situation. Like the yeah. entire season was that. <laughs> so uh, it's a shame. And hopefully he learns. I'm sure he learned his lesson. <laughs> Jeez. Um, okay, so the Batman. This is the Robert Pattinson-led film or trilogy, as it might be. Um, they're saying that they're going to cast a new Joker. What's your thoughts on this? Because I'm thinking a Dark Knight situation, like the Nolan. Like episode one is Penguin and whatever. Episode two is Joker is the mad guy, or maybe episode three it's like Joker and someone. There's a lot of there's a lot of rumors too about like Bane being in the next movie. There's I heard, I read that this week. Uh, so inevitably we're gonna get a Joker. Now, what gets me, and we're gonna go back to the Jared Leto situation, is that with the Justice League Snyder cut being now a real thing and it's gonna be released, David Ayer is out there talking about how much really they cut Jared Leto's Joker out and how much they how how much it changed from script to screen, right? Or from what Leto did. So um, I just, that whole situation from Leto to Phoenix 
to now having another Joker. Now we've got three Jokers. So see, that's what we're getting. Um, the I just I'm fine with it, but let's 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 let somebody be the Joker and actually let them play the role. Um, so I thought it was a misstep to even have the Joker be in Suicide Squad, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll Without see. him being the villain, you mean? Exactly. I mean, Ayers, Ayers exactly. come out and said that was a mistake. Huge mistake. Should, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's DM- ironic, or, uh, moronic to do it. It is. I mean, I get it. Like, the Enchantress and her brother, they were that was an actual arc from, like, early Suicide Squad comics. But the way you did it was too big, too supernaturally, instead of just doing a heist movie. You know, like, that... That animated movie was perfect. So, and the Joker had a good role in that. So, in terms of the Batman, of course, we're going to get another Joker, or we're going to have the Joker appear eventually. But we'll see how this first movie goes. Yeah, I um, if you if you have a planned trilogy, I'm all for. In in most things are trilogies now. Yeah. I get that you're going to go and get a new Joker because you you. You know what I mean? Like you put your stamp on it. You want to make sure that the character is right to your thing. You want to cast Bill Skarsgård and be done with it. Oh, uh, Pennywise. Is that who that is? Bill Skarsgård? Um, yeah, I could see him, you know, or again, Willem Dafoe at some point, <laughs> like, cause he's still a perfect Joker. I, I guess like, you can't have to me you can't have batman without the joker and when you do it's stupid it's just like i mean at least cinematically you could do it on a tv show there's enough characters in a rogue gallery but cinematically they have to be tied together at some point so um yeah i i i hope it's i mean my wish is that it's arkham asylum and like that's the movie that we're watching and you know matt reeves just hasn't told us anything <laughs> because yeah. seeing a, a bike that's a two second shot in a movie. Like we saw, you know, a picture that could be nothing compared to how big this movie is. It could be him and Catwoman teaming up to break into Arkham or whatever. We don't know. So I guess we'll just find out. We, and also Joker could be cast and we could have zero idea. And I could see Matt Reeves doing that too. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then finally, in DC TV movie news, uh, today we got our trailer for season two of Doom Patrol. Um, I think it comes out two weeks from tomorrow, uh, cool. and or at least, yeah, the 25th. So that's going to come to HBO Max with three episodes, and then I think it goes on to DC Universe with one episode. It's so stupid how they're rolling it out that way, but no DC universe is doing exactly what it did before. Like once an episode every week is fine and I'm but okay. Why with that. do it right that I way? That's exactly. what I'm saying. I DC universe is doing it the right way. HBO max is doing it their way. I but don't HBO max way. <laughs> they're doing it max three times hard. Um, yeah, I just, whatever I'll, did you watch the trailer? Like that's no. all that matters. Okay. No, I have not watched it. <laughs> I don't know well, if I'm going. I don't know if I'm going to either. I just, I love that show, and I can't wait for it to come back. It's more so. weird stuff, and yeah. that's all you need to know. And yeah. that 
that show's great. All right. What's next? Star Wars. Uh, so not a whole lot of Star Wars news. Uh, so we're going to talk about no. we're going to talk about John Boyega a little bit and how he embraced the resistance uh, this week with everything that was going on in the real world. Um, and you know he took a lot of risks um, for his you know stand up there and um, a lot some. Some, unfortunately, some companies might fire you for that kind of stuff. But in this world, where we're heading in the right direction, I hope, and we're fighting the fighting the power, um, John Boyega is the resistance. <laughs> yeah, he had a bigger role as a resistance fighter than he did in the entire trilogy. Um, and I applaud him for it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Sorry, JJ, Man. but yeah. No, <laughs> thanks, Ryan Johnson. Thanks, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, John Boyega. Good, good on you, man. Thank so, you for standing up and, and being part of the movement. Absolutely, absolutely. Laughs aside, some good, some uh, strong stuff coming oh, out yeah, this week for sure. So. For sure, and it was cool that Star Wars posted it. They did a link to it. StarWars.com. Exactly. dot com. Uh, I thought that was really nice of them. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mando season two gets the second unit director, Sam Hargraves, um, from extraction. And so this is, this is the kind of news that we got going on this week for star Wars. We're talking about <laughs> second, second <laughs> unit director on the Mandalorian. So. Awesome. Good job. Sam Hargraves. Can't wait. Can't wait to see that second unit direction. It's going to be great. Well, the, <laughs> The, the thing about this that is cool is that Sam Hargraves, uh, he worked under the Russos. He was Chris Evans' um, stunt double for Captain America since Winter Soldier. He His first directorial debut was Extraction, but he's also done some other stuff. He worked on like Atomic Blonde and, and some other like action movies. So at least that gives you the idea that Mando season two is going to have some more action pack sequences. So that's the, the good news of, of that news. Uh, and you know, like he's not a, he's not a, a seasoned director by any means. So I'm sure he learned a lot too. And um, I just like, like he's worked under the guy who did John wick too, which uh, when yes. you watch extraction, um, cause David, David Leith or whatever, he did John Wick. Then I think he did like Deadpool 2 and then like Atomic Blonde. So like that guy, Sam Hargraves worked under and the Russo brothers. So you, you get it. Like he knows how to do action. And I, and I think that is, you know, that's good. Season two, you got Robert Rodriguez as a first unit director. You got this guy as a second unit director. Who knows what kind of crazy shit we're going to see in season two. That's, right. That's what's up. <laughs> that is what's up. Can't wait. And it's been confirmed that it is definitely coming in October. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. That room sells says it's, it's happening. So can't wait. Can't wait. Only a few more solid months to go here. <laughs> well, we just started summer. That's okay. We can, That's we right. can do it. We can That's make right. it. <laughs> the greatest summer indoors ever. Um, so, <laughs> The so speaking of crazy shit, um, 
we all we all got together under the the guidance of Darth Bowker, and <laughs> and he wrote us an amazing um, RPG story that we we've got our Star Warriors crew together that we do the podcast with, plus our good friend Bob, um, and so we are rocking it. Uh, we rocked it this past weekend. We played part one of the epic first arc of our new lives and um can't wait until the next one i was just thinking about it every day day. (laughs) yeah so uh we do have another um episode or episode coming of the of the role-playing game i guess so you know uh i wrote it as an episode actually (laughs) so we're gonna we're gonna actually record it um, it won't be visually because it probably won't be cool, but at least the audio version uh, of Tau Light Talk. Um, if you listen, there will be a, spe- a special Star Warriors episode uh, for the role playing game. And then you guys can give us feedback if it's something that you you care about uh, to listen to. You know, we're having fun doing it, but um, not everybody else maybe cares maybe we'll go back to our reg- regular scheduled program of just geeking out about star wars but uh if you're into role-playing games you're into star wars uh you know stay tuned for that it, it should be coming um in the next few weeks absolutely and then we also have we got to plan our empire 40th episode so yes that is absolutely coming oh yeah yeah for sure Ruben chimed in again uh, about the Mandalorian. Oh boy. Yep. Yeah. The doc is, is pretty insane. If you guys haven't watched it on Disney plus yet, um, the behind the scenes uh, documentary that's going on about Mandalorian, especially when you watch the one that's about them filming. I can't, I think it's episode three. Holy cow. Like they created again, you know, Lucas created a whole new technology uh, for how they shot the show. It's it's just the giant room, 360 degrees screens. And so like, instead of having to build a set and instead of it being a green screen, it's just a giant television screen. So like, most of the backgrounds that you see are just this crystal clear television screen. And that moves with parallax technology. Like you can have on your phone or in a game. So say you're like, you're in an RPG, like Minecraft and like the screen moves when you look around that happens with the actors, they're moving and the moon is moving behind him. It's, it's the most like that episode. I was like, this is insanity. Like it is so smart. And even John Favreau, he's like, all these technologies existed. They just didn't exist together. We just brought them all into one place. So it was mind blowing. Of course they did. That's why it's one of the greatest That's things ever. Star Wars, man. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. So let's talk a little bit about comics. Uh, comic industry is slowly recovering um, and getting their books out. I really haven't had much movement on any other front besides DC. Um, I've been getting, I've been getting my books from them, but DC has ultimately decided to cut ties altogether with diamond. Uh, after yeah. a little, the little test, there's a lot of um, 25 years. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, 
there's a lot of things from both sides of the the pond on this one. Um, a lot of people don't agree with it, and those who do not agree with monopolies and have always felt that way about you know what Diamond has that grasp around the the balls of the the comic industry and distribution. <laughs> it's just like it's 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 such a tough thing because um, I feel maybe like more of the independent comics are going to have a harder time getting things out. But at the same time, it's, I don't know. I mean, what is, what do you, what do you think? What do you think the future would be with DC departing from diamond? And if other companies were to follow suit, I think it's the end of diamond because, you know, we, we've talked about it many times. If a bad idea can call up an individual comic book shop and say, how many issues of, uh, I can't remember what it, you know, the, their comic is going to be. How many do you want? This is the cost, you know, at cost. And I, I think direct market is genius, in my opinion. I think the problem with a DC, and, and maybe this is all Diamond's fault. I, I, this is where I, I don't know what the inner workings is. Is Diamond saying you need 100 issues of Action Comics 1000? Like you have to buy this or we're not shipping it to you. Or was it diamond saying this is how many units you have to ship out to make this amount of money. Therefore you have to shove it down the comic book owner's throat. I don't know. Um, but if they're going to go in some third party uh, venues and they're in the, in the comic book shoppers, sorry, the comic book shop is the person who knows their customers the most. They know how many pre-orders they're getting. They know how many people have bags that are getting pulled. And if they say, okay, I have a hundred, I'll just order 150, you know, as extras or giveaways or whatever to me as a, as a comic book shop owner. And as for us, for as a comic book shop publisher, that would make more sense. That, that would, Definitely makes sense. There you have it, people. So it, it seems like it's a good idea. Um, I guess now. we'll find out uh, because obviously Marvel hasn't done it yet. Image hasn't done it yet. Um, Boom got their comics out last week because that new Buffy came out with Caitlin Yarsky cover that came out. So I just don't... It's such a weird... I hope that the comic book shops are getting their stuff. I know I don't think you can walk inside of a comic book shop yet. Oh, oh sorry, Queen City Comics in Buffalo, you can. You have to do social distancing. You have to wear a mask. So they opened up. What's today? Wednesday. Today was their first day open. Okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll see what it means for everybody. But I think. It's a good thing for everybody, but but Diamond. Absolutely. Uh, so, continuing with DC news. Uh, so, Bendis, Brian Michael Bendis, has been on Superman titles, both Fat and Action Comics, for a couple of years now, right? It's like, yeah, Four years? you know what, man? No. 2018? No. I don't Something even like think that? it's been that long. I think it's been a year. No, it's more than that, bro. No? Okay. I don't know. Whatever it is, um, <laughs> the his run on Superman is going to be ending soon. Uh, there's no, there is no really. Oh, it's two years, two years, just past the two year mark. Okay. So, 
Um, I thought it was longer than that because I know that they've been on DC Universe um, and they usually go on there after a year and they've been on for a while. So um, nonetheless, there's no news that he's going to leave Ashen Comics at this point, but I think that he's going to, he's been doing so much. He's, he's doing Legion of Superheroes um, and those two titles. And I think sometimes, so he wrote that, 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 Batman story for the Walmart books, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think Ben is kind of DC has been a really great thing, uh, but you know, you can only, I think it's good that he changes it up after a couple of years. You know, he doesn't have to write both Superman titles. He did a lot with the character already. And you know, yeah, I read some stuff online that was basically like, you know, fanboys in, in chat rooms that were like, thank God, bring, bring uh, Dan Jurgens back or, <laughs> Who's the other guy who did it? Um, gosh, it's good. Whatever. Anyways. Yeah, it's, that's fine and all, but yeah. I'm sorry, but you want to just hate on Bendis because you're a jerkwad. That's fine, but you can't deny what Bendis has done in the comic realm. <laughs> hey, so don't even. You know like, how it is. DC comic go- people are going to say that he's bad because he came from Marvel. And that's that's it. Whatever. And then the Marvel people are going to be like, he left us, so what he did on DC is bad. I don't think any of those things because I don't read Superman and I don't care. But I like, you know, for me, Brian Michael Bendis is Spider-Man and I will love him forever <laughs> because of that. Yeah, but the same people that are like, John Romita Jr. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever, buddy. <laughs> you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sucks... Um, Rick Grayson is is going to be no more soon. <laughs> thank the gods. Um, Tinian, whatever his name is, I'll call him Tinian. <laughs> uh, he promised that he would be bringing back Dick Grayson, and Dick Grayson is returning in Joker War. I believe it's July. Okay. Cool. I um. Is that going to be with the three Jokers, or is that a thing anymore? That's, yeah. <laughs> we talk about it every week. Uh, I know. I'm just kidding. No, or, no. It's, it's, it's different. Joker yeah. War is the Joker and mainstream, and then Joker whatever. Three yeah. Jokers is a black label comic, which will <laughs> seemingly make sense in Jeff John's mind. So. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's been way too long, really. That Rick Grayson thing was ridiculous so yeah it's ridiculous uh so i just i'm done with it i just want dick grayson to come back so i can read some nightwing comics again please that i agree with for sure uh why don't you take this one yeah so i cannot say this person's name but let's just say it's steven sajic uh he recently wrote harleen which is the the more definitive and Harley Quinn uh, backstory. It was a brilliant, brilliant comic. Um, and he's a brilliant, brilliant artist as well. Um, he's going to exit DC. Uh, he said basically like he's going to spend the rest of his life making comics that he wants to make like creator owned, creator owned. That's it. Just not, not like, I don't like my, you know, DC or Marvel or anything like that. He didn't say that. He's just that, you know he's going to do some stuff for image and um deep comics 
probably defat he's probably coming over <laughs> so yeah and uh you know it's sad because he did some great stuff over there um but i'm all about creator doing creator own comics sure you are no i am no i am From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. All this Top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you, and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you gotta leave. I called the cops. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Let's just go on to the rest of the TV news here. Um, Tom Ellis has confirmed that Lucifer is back for a 666 season. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it got canceled season four, I think, on Fox, and then the fans rioted, and then it went to Netflix. And, um, you know, it was a successful season five, and now season six is going on. I've never watched this show. I'm not against this show. I just never have seen it. My wife watches it. Okay. She likes have you seen it or like I've watched parts of it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched, you know, as I I would sit here doing my own thing. I'd when she was watching TV or whatever, I'd watch it here and there, but it was a, it seemed all right. I never had read the comics, so I never really got into the never character. Never read Sandman. Never. I know. I feel like so, less of a geek for not reading it since I love Neil Gaiman, but yeah. yeah. So, I'm not really even sure how much it really lines up with that. But it's a popular show. People like it. I'm glad yeah. that it's found a home on a streaming service where they can do more stuff. Speaking of streaming services, uh, Netflix is going to be bringing back Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, that was one of the most popular shows in the 90s. I remember that. Um, everything that's old is new again. <laughs> it's my line. I know. I know. I was going to. Yeah, it is your line. Uh, <laughs> are you excited about this? Did you watch this show? I am, I only put this in here because we have no TV news. Okay. <laughs> sure. So so excited. I hope that it's it's more than just like murder stuff. I would like. <laughs> I'm not really I like. I don't mind that stuff, but it's. I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it. You know, so if my, it's not my, like my wife is obsessed with that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But aliens, Bigfoot. You know, that's my thing. Yeah, she's a true crime person. So, um, if you're a fan, there you go. And finally, 
Rick Remender, uh, creator of Deadly Class, he confirmed, um, I think today on Twitter, that Deadly Class Season 2 is not happening. Uh, someone straight up asked him on Twitter, like, what's the chances of it coming back? And he said zero. So if you're holding out hope, don't do it anymore because sci-fi after you. Yeah, and it'll just take a year or so for Amazon to pick up the rights and make it happen. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. You did most of these, man. Why don't you get on this? I did. Um, so we were we were graced with the Bill and Ted face the music teaser yesterday. Um, and you know, be excellent to each other. And um, it's just exa- exactly. And so the the greatest part about this is that this third movie's coming and that's, I mean, it's been so long and it would a perfect time for it too. So um, these, these true sequels, uh, you know, bringing back characters from days of old yeah. and, and just continuing the story. And I'm that can't ask for any more than more wild stallions. That's it. Yeah, this is, um, I, I had a smile the whole time during the teaser um it's <laughs> it's so funny that i know like i've seen all the interviews you know with keanu reeves and alex winter and how they've been trying to get this movie made for like 20 years or whatever and how passionate both of them are about those characters and to see him well both of them talk in those stupid accent you know what i mean like it is yeah. so funny after he's done so many different things in the last 20 or so years, like it's just pretty cool. And uh, that was like, okay, let's see what you, let's see what you guys got for me. <laughs> so pretty excited to see uh, Bill and Ted return. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's talk a little bit about the new, <laughs> the new dark universe, whatever we want to call it. Um, so, the attempt to make Dark Universe failed epically with The Mummy and Tom Cruise. Um, Which is a good movie. I liked I, it. I literally, I watched it last year or two years ago or something, and I was shocked that it, people didn't like it. It was a horror movie. Yeah. Like, horror action movie. I was like, we have seen shittier movies. We all have. Like, this oh, is yeah. so weird to me. And like, I I wanted to hate Dracula Untold when that came out, Luke Evans, and I actually loved that too. So to me, the Dark Universe, it was going strong. <laughs> in my opinion, is it? Did it make money? It didn't. Right? Yeah. No, it didn't make anything. So yeah, it was just that's it. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's a mummy movie. We've seen the '90s mummy movies. Like, what do you guys want? It's not high art. It's about a friggin' Egyptian lady. I mean, the whole concept is ridiculous. So I'm sorry. Like, I I thought it was great, but anywho, sorry. What's what about this new one? <laughs> I was just gonna say I don't think it had enough Brendan Fraser in it. I think that was the problem that people had with it. Pro- probably. Right. Um. So God. I watched The Invisible Man the the other night. And I, and I thought it was, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, what a great approach. Um, is it rated R? I just From what, like watching it, I don't feel like it's rated R, but maybe it was, I don't know. Okay. But, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. And 
the concept is great and doing it with these lower like a lower budget movie in a way um, Blumhouse exactly it's Blumhouse Universal because Universal owns Blumhouse so yep. it's you know Lee Winnell did it the guy who worked on most of the Saw movies he's like James Gunn or James Wan like writing partner so Insidious Conjuring like all that stuff it made sense that this movie was going to be good <laughs> yeah I just didn't think it would be as good as it as it was. Okay. Honestly, um, it was just very. It's a very clever movie, uh, and you'll see when you watch it. Yeah, uh, I'll watch it. Yeah, but <clears throat> the universe is growing, which is interesting. Um, and so they're planning the Wolfman, starring Ryan Gosling. Sure. Yeah, this is a, this is one of those. We're in uncertain times anyways, as far as like how production schedules are and all that stuff. I'm saying sure like that because I just don't know if this is going to connect. Ryan Gosling is he'll take a small movie. I mean, he did drive. You know what I mean? Like he'll he'll do like in between the pines or whatever that movie is like he'll do like these little or smaller movies. So I, I guess, you know, maybe he is a huge Wolfman fan. I don't know his life story, but um, is it going to all connect? I guess that's my bigger question. I would say don't start that way. Don't do these grand ideas. Don't make promises where everybody gets excited about a shared universe, make good movies. And then if they happen to do something where they cross them over here and there, and then they do a big crossover, who knows? But right. It's like I said, The Invisible Man is a great movie without even thinking about anything else. But now okay. I can start thinking about Ryan Gosling as the Wolfman, and that okay, that's that's, that's pretty awesome. Honestly, I love, I, I really do like Ryan Gosling, and I think yeah, that, I think he's a good actor. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's like the caliber of actors, especially like Elizabeth Moss. Like, yeah, she was really good actor. in that movie, you know. Yeah. So I, I just I hope the best for this and. Also, we were just talking about Dracula, um, and so the the director of that, uh, Karen Karen Kusuma, uh, has said that it will be faithful to the Bram Stoker story. Uh, so they're gonna so, do they're gonna do uh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Faithful, but how are they gonna approach it? You know, so like modern day, whatever, but faithful to that original telling, which is cool um, because I really, you know, it's. The way they did, I don't want to spoil it too much, but the way they do, like the Invisible Man, is very smart with like modern day and stuff like that. So, I hope that this, all these movies, incorporate the time we're in, and they're all as good as the Invisible Man. That's it. So, Karen Kusuma, just so in case you guys don't know, she did uh, that Destroyer movie recently with um, uh, Nicole Kidman, but she did this movie, The Invitation. Um, with uh what's his name the guy logan marshall and he's in that movie upgrade which lee winnell wrote <laughs> maybe directed as well so um i wonder if it's like a whole like little blumhouse family there <laughs> with those kind of people. Like... yeah okay cool That's very sweet cool. all right speaking of monsters um Two of the biggest monsters of all time, cinematically, are going to be facing off soon in the little shared universe that Kong and the Godzilla movies have created. And so we finally got a synopsis the other day, and I'm going to read it to you. 
in a time when no in a time when monsters walked the earth humanity's fight for the its future sets godzilla and kong on a collision course that will see the two most powerful forces of nature on the planet collide in a spectacular battle of for the ages as monarch embarks on a perilous mission into the uncharted terrain and unearths clues to the titan's origins a human conspiracy threatens to wipe the creatures both good and bad from the face of the earth forever Okay, you had me there until the human conspiracy, which I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Um, that's the problem with Godzilla movies is the humans anyway. Like, I was really excited about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. You know, I love um, that director of Trick or Treat. Jeez, uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. Anyway, I was excited, even though I didn't like the first Godzilla movie. The second one, though better, was still kind of like... Eh, okay you know now kong skull island epic epic movie and then this next one is is directed by simon barrett um who has done some some good horror stuff in the past uh he's an indie horror guy um so and he's been working on this movie since before he is working on it at the exact same time as godzilla king of the monsters was getting worked on so it's been a very long time I'm hoping it's hard because they both made indie horror movies. I'm hoping that <laughs> this movie's good. <laughs> I just typically, um, I, or sorry, I haven't really liked the Godzilla movie so far. Scowl Island was so good. You so, are right. So good. So good. I love that movie. <laughs> I've watched that movie multiple times, actually. I really yeah, like that. I do like that movie. Um, yeah, and also King Ghidorah is probably set to make a return to this movie. That's what the that's what they're saying. So okay, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next up, a little Disney Plus news. Uh, Disney Plus has revealed the full June lineup. Uh, includes Artemis Fowl, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and more. Okay, yeah, Artemis follows on this weekend. Um, you know, I'm glad it's free <laughs> to, to see the preview looks like complete garbage. Um, but I know Maleficent's out right now at the time of us recording this podcast. And I, I kind of wanted to watch, uh, the two of them, uh, those two movies. Cause I haven't seen them yet, but you know, one thing that I, I did see that they're putting out is more documentaries and they've been doing really good. Um, with their like Pixar behind the scenes and uh, that show about the guy getting prop hunter or whatever, you know, this Mando one, uh, I think they got a Stan Lee one on there. So like that stuff is what I'm, I'm excited about. They're doing some more like behind the scenes documentary stuff because I'm sure Disney Marvel uh, Star Wars has mountains of footage that we've just never seen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also heard heard that Skull Island is a blast. It is a blast, Ruben. You're right, man. You are right. Hey, uh, yeah. skip this one because I don't know if it's real. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that the other day. Yeah, we, we're, so guys, just real quick. Um, okay, it, it said it's fake. So uh, the casting news for Hercules, we're just going to skip it because it is fake. So it's fake. What's, what's next? The dude is not, he's He-Man. <laughs> yeah, he's He-Man forever. I was actually like, he could be Hercules. Um, 
in 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 real news, um, Bruce Campbell has revealed that Sam Raimi, the Sam Raimi, handpicked indie director Lee Cronin to Elm Evil Dead now. Yeah, um, without Bruce Campbell, <laughs> without Bruce Campbell, which I saw that. So is this another Evil Dead reboot? Is it a continuation is that either, of the so, world? Yeah, so he he's an Irish director. Um, he directed a couple little indie movies, but most recently this one, The Hole in the Ground, which is what piqued um, Sam Raimi's interest. Apparently, it's good. I haven't seen it yet. But uh, Hole in the Ground. Hole, yeah, The Hole in the Ground. What it is, uh, Bruce Campbell came out and said that the idea basically is to expand the Evil Dead universe and that any nobody can be a somebody, you know? And that was that was shown in the TV show as well, Ash versus the Evil Dead. You know, he had a whole crew, and it worked, you know? Like, I definitely the glue is Bruce Campbell because of we all love Ash and we love that character, but, you know... um in the in the reboot of Evil Dead, that movie is effing insanely good. I I think it's far superior to the original Evil Dead, and I don't care if you guys want to come at me, but the reboot is better. Now, Evil Dead Two is one of the greatest movies of all time, so I'm never going to say anything against that. But um, yeah, I just sure you know more deadites, whatever. I don't care how you set it up. There's there's mountains of dynamite comics that just show Ash going against a bunch of things. So you've got the material. You've you've got a, a director who probably can do something for cheap. So the monetary, you know, the Evil Dead series don't cost that much money anyway. So like, just do it for cheap. Do it for fun. Do it a lot of action and gore. I'll be there. Expand that franchise. And you know what? Bruce Campbell's not going to be in it. He'll do an effing cameo. He will do a cameo yeah. all day. You know he will. So let's just—he'll be reprising his role from the from the Spider-Man movies. He'll he'll be there <laughs> for this. Heck yeah! Can't wait. I was always kind of disappointed that show got canceled. So I don't know why either. It's weird. Like people liked it. I, I never got that. But whatever. Me neither. Me neither. Um. And so, last up. Oh no. We're done with movies. Yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done. done. Time for gaming. Gaming news. Um, Gamers. Yeah. So first things first, Master of the Universe uh, board game Kickstarter is announced. Um, you know, Batman the Animated Series has gotten a board game. The Turtles have gotten the board game. Ghostbusters have got a board game. They all look amazing. <laughs> I haven't played any of them. They all look so cool. Um, but uh, I know you're you're a bigger He-Man fan than I am. Is this something that you may finally go? You know what? I'm I'm plopping down the money. Yeah, I've you know I've. It's crazy because like when the Horizon Zero Dawn one came oh, out. Oh yeah, yep. I was like I I backed it and I was like oh I can't. So it's it's tough because it's like they're it's expensive, right? But yep. where like if you pay for it in the store, you're paying twenty five percent. To thirty percent more, anyhow, um, you don't get the cool stretch goals that normally coincide with these kickstarters. Yep. So, um, I do. I am really interested to see what what it's going to be like, what these miniatures look like. Um, so, don't be surprised if you see that on Twitter. I've backed it. I will not. <laughs> not. 
not in the least. Um, I know you. Uh, and then also in gaming news, Resident Evil 8 is incoming. Um, you know, they've been slinging it. Uh, Capcom with their re remakes, I guess, right? Remakes, really. It's Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, the remakes. I guess they had some extra stuff. Um, oh, you Resident mean Evil. the remasters, you mean? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, Capcom's been doing a good job with Resident Evil. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, Seven took advantage of the VR um, craze. I don't know what Eight's going to do, but, you know, with E3, shit, E3 would have already happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, E3, so without E3, I don't, maybe they would have announced it then. I don't know. Well, that's 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 how I kind of feel right now. It's like all these announcements were are being held back a little bit too with everything that's going on. We'll talk about it wow. in a second. Politically. But I mean, the news we didn't even put this down, but that the Batman game is going to get announced probably within the next week, and they're like, you have no idea how soon that game is going to come out. They're like, it's going to drop sooner than you can even imagine. So it's kind of weird to me. Um, that I'm sure that they had all this stuff ready, you know, for E3 and all these other conventions that got canceled, and they're just gonna, we'll get the news, but it's it's all been delayed, and mm. we're just kind of waiting with an anticipation. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. Speaking of which, um, the the PlayStation Five uh, that was supposed to be last week, um, the showcase got put on hold, but it is coming out uh, tomorrow. According I think, to I think that got changed wrote. again. Yeah, I think it Are got you sure? This is like, the when I put it was six eleven when I wrote it. Um, this Thursday, see the future of gaming on PS Five two days ago. So yeah, yeah, June eleventh at one yep. p.m. Yep, um, Pacific time. Can't wait. Yeah. So the thing about this which I am so excited about is what game is going to come out. It has been three years since horizon zero dawn. It's got a war too. It's been two years since God of war. It's been two years. Has it been two years since Spider-Man? Maybe God of war was three years ago. God of war is older. I think. Yeah. So then you got Spider-Man, um, it's been a while. I know it's been at least five years for for Ratchet and Clank. I'm just thinking of their 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 titles. Yeah. Uh, Last of Us comes out in two weeks, so I know it's not that obviously. But for next gen systems, and Uncharted. then okay, un- no, I think it's done. I think Uncharted is done. I I, I really do. With Amy Henning so? gone, I, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. think that Naughty Dog could come out with a new game for sure. We also forget about Sucker Punch, the guys who do Infamous. Like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Like, is that a new one? Like, that was the uh, in-game thing that came out with the PlayStation 4 was that Infamous Second Son, which was a great game. I just played it this year. So, <laughs> finally, six years later. Um, what Any of these games I just kind of rolled off would make you buy a PlayStation 4? Or five. Sorry, sorry. Nope. If they matter. announce it at the thing t- tomorrow, Jesus, I could buy a PlayStation Four right already. now. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just you know, it took me a while to finally play God of War, and I played it 
to my heart's content. Um, I would, I would buy a PlayStation Five for God of War Two. I would buy a PlayStation Five for Horizon Zero Dawn Two. And like, Arkham Court of Owls. I have a feeling that's coming out before PS Five. Think so? But I won't buy it until PS Five. I'm going to have a hard time. I know I'm going to have a hard time not doing that. But I'm hoping that most companies would be like, like, like what Ubisoft is doing, where they're like, buy it. And we'll give you the upgrade. If you're if you're pushing back most of your games and you know everything's going on this year, and you're telling me in September I'm buying Cyberpunk, but in November your new console comes out and you're not going to give it to me for an upgrade, like give me the F upgrade, people. Yeah. Like that it's makes easy. no sense. It's no easy. Sense. Um, and then you know one last thing here in video games and, and literally the future of gaming. Um, no Man's Sky crossplay starts tomorrow. Um, this is another huge step forward. You know, if it started off with like Rocket League, and then I, I think maybe maybe Fortnite. You know, maybe like one of these online Call of Duty Warframes, that kind of stuff. But this is a this is a huge announcement, and I think when we get these PlayStation Five and Xbox that crossplay on a Destiny. Or, you know what I mean? Like some of these for almost every, you know, call the duty. Like, I think this is the future of gaming and it has me very excited. I, I haven't played No Man's Sky yet. I've heard that the upgrade, the most recent upgrade is is one of the best things for it. But this makes me think, okay, I want to play it. You want to play it. Like this would be the time to do. Oh, I mean, we were PlayStation people, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's such a you're right it's such a big universe and it's like it's hard enough to come across people yeah in the first place so the more and more you know different different consoles that people are playing on then just let it happen it's just it's we're getting to that point where it just it's a no-brainer and i'm glad that everybody's starting to somewhat work together i mean for pc xbox and playstation it makes sense. Obviously, yeah. for Nintendo, it really is more proprietary. Like, I get it. You're never going to cross over with that. That's, I mean, unless it's one of those games, and I don't, I don't know. But graphically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. But yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't need it because yeah. the, Nintendo does its own thing for me. So yeah. Um. Okay, man. What 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 time is it, Chris? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy lovers and enthusiasts. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk toys and, and collectibles, huh? Yeah. Um, so there's a uh, there's something out there right now for the uh, for NECA, and it's rumored that we'll be getting a Sarah and John Connor two-pack. Um, both figures, it's interesting enough. John Connor's a funny figure because NECA's always like, we can't, like, kids don't sell his toys. That's why, like, Newt was a STCC. And, right. and John Connor was like, it's got to come with a bike. And I think he was an exclusive from what I remember. But I think so. Um, so now that both figures are out, they're going to go the way of, you know, getting them into people's hands. So in order to get an exclusive, normally, like that, they have to bundle it up with somebody. They did that with Newt and Ripley. I'll be doing it with Sarah and John Connor, but that pack is actually pretty tempting for me to get that in a T eight T eight hundred and just have my Terminator collection, you know. Right. Have there. you seen this boy? Yeah. 
<laughs> Did you see that picture that Ruben posted on Facebook? No, he posted that picture when he was a kid. I was like, "You? Oh, him as a kid? Yeah, him yeah." As a kid, I was like, "You ever have Terminators hunt you down?" I was yeah. just like, that cracked me up. So um, I did want shout to, out. <laughs> I did want to say something. Um, the Alpha Predator. Which oh yeah, which is a NECA exclusive predator. They made it up. Um, that's going to be added as a playable character in in uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. I wrote that up on don't forget to tell dot com today. Uh, so yeah, in other NECA news. Sorry, <laughs> that's cool, man. That game was on sale the other day. Not yeah. not enough for me to buy it. Yeah, but. that's going to be a that's a that's a 15, under twenty bucks. It's a fifteen dollar yeah. game for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to happen one day though. Because I oh, want to for play sure. It. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Um, just like I played the hell out of that Friday the Thirteenth game. Exactly. Really. It's like, did I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, did have you ever wanted Inspector Piaget toys? You know, I I saw this that you put this on here, and I was like, if if I ever was going to get an Inspector Gadget toy, it would be. This one, this mega hero action figure um, from Blitzway, um, yes. which is crazy. Uh, it looks great. I mean, it looks like a, a Fig Arts figure. And I don't care enough about Inspector Gadget anymore. I guess if you showed me this in the 80s, I probably would have flipped out or 90s or whatever. But it, it's cool. If you still are, you still have that cartoon as something that's a fond memory, you know, with Dr. Khan, or I can't even remember who the bad guy is, and the claw and Penny. Dr. And claw. Dr. Claw, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dr. Khan is the announcer on uh, Salute Your Shorts. Um, so, anyway, cool. Not $80 cool. Um, how about $241.91 for the set? For the set, yeah. No, definitely not up so- my alley. What's awesome about this, though, is like the different faces. Yeah, um, it's it, they look great. They look the they're really good. You know, based off the old cartoon, there's four figures. You know, Penny, Brain, Chief Quimby, and you know, the Inspector himself. So this is great. You know, a little collaboration, like you said, with Blitzway and Five Pro Studio. Yeah, and um, so. This is a new series, apparently, um, the Mega Mega Hero series. So we may be getting more from different, you know, realms of the cartoon world. So we'll see what happens uh, with this. If it takes off, and people are excited about it. Yep. Yep. Um, like I said, I just don't care, but it's cool. Definitely cool. Uh, and then last up in toy news, like I said, not too much this week, but. Uh, this Hasbro's been kicking out these six-inch collector lines. Uh, we got Black Series, Star Wars, then we had G.I. Joe Classified. Now, <laughs> Jurassic Park Amber Collection, uh, <laughs> which has been selling like hotcakes. Uh, every figure sold out uh, that have already come out, uh, have been released, uh, like the Velociraptors and, and uh, some other, I think, main characters. But uh, the newest ones to be released are Nedry, Dennis Nedry, uh, Newman, and the Dilophosaurus. So you can have a classic scene where he just spits acid in, in his face and he drops the Barbasol can. Yeah, this is, um, they're expensive, right? So 30 for him, 35 for the Dilophosaurus. This is my, 
probably my favorite scene in the movie you know especially when i was a kid i was obsessed with this scene and how crazy it was um do i want to spend 70 dollars to get this two-pack no but it's cool definitely cool um and if you are a jurassic park hasbro collector then this is the set free <laughs> very niche market that they've they've encountered and apparently they're thriving in so yeah i mean jurassic park toys were you know always been popular the they're dinosaurs are worth like, a lot of money fake you know remember it was like these aren't like alan grant in power of the force chest yeah like they're always like who are these characters that you yeah they up? weren't great <laughs> they, but we knew what they were yeah um but like I said, the dinosaurs with like the real skin yes. and stuff oh, like I, that. Yeah. I had a, those go for buco bucks. And yeah. now these six inch scale ones are selling out. You imagine a six inch scale Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, yeah. Out, you know, it's gonna be like game over. Two hundred fifty dollars. You know. So, yep. I got gotcha. you. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Just give me the Jeff Goldblum toy. I think it's already been out and sold out. Yeah, and sold out. Yeah. So. Where can you find us, Chris? Uh, we're a little website called don'tforgetatowel.com. Your daily source for news, reviews, interviews, and more. Uh, also, find us on the internets, the socials, uh, Twitters, yeah. Instagrams, yeah. and that Facebook thing. Yeah. That one too. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank you guys um, for, for following and listening. Um, we're definitely up in listens this month already. Uh, it's only been 10 days um, on, on uh towel light talk. And then, you know, apparently you guys are watching these videos. So thank you for that on Facebook. It's something we, we tried out and we didn't know how it was going to go, but um, it seems to be going pretty well. And, and we really appreciate you guys checking out all of our, our different forms of media. I, I do have to pimp the, the comic again one last time. So hollowed uh, going for the next two weeks um, on Kickstarter. If you can't pledge, just share it. Um, also our buddy and co-creator of Inferi, um, Ruben Romero, he's got his Kickstarter for the agency going strong exactly at the same time because he hit the launch button on accident, but he's going strong too over on Kickstarter. That was a fun story. Um, but yeah, so I just want to say thank you guys for listening, watching, supporting, however it is that you do it. And, um, this is Casey saying, stay safe and stay geeky out there. That's right. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time. Bye.